welcome to our podcast. This is part two, and we are interviewing our husbands this week. I think last week Kat interviewed her husband, so you would have had a listen to that. And this week we're continuing with my husband. So welcome, Alec. Hello. So how has your week been? Uh, it's been a bit exhausting. Uh, work is picking up. It's a busy season for us. So just trying to manage work and family has been uh, a bit difficult, but uh, making it making it go. Yes, and I'd like to tell everybody, so my husband was in a very bad accident at in April for um he's a athlete so he's a road biker and he was involved in a bicycle accident where he broke almost every bone in his body and so I'm really proud of him because he's been back on the bicycle he's been doing more than how many kilometers per week uh last week was 400 and this week was 300 yeah so he's back on the bicycle guys and he is almost as fit as what he was at the beginning of the year. And so we are interviewing you because I want to know about moving from America, coming to Taiwan, starting over here. What was your experience with starting your life here, dating, family, everything? Okay. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Let's let's start with what made you decide to come to Taiwan? Uh, originally, I was invited by a friend of mine to come check it out for about two weeks. We did a scooter trip around Taiwan and I just really enjoyed it so much. I love the culture. Um, I love the language. Just everything about it just made sense to me. And the current situation I was in wasn't all the best. So I decided that if I wanted to take a chance on something, this would be my time. And I jumped on the opportunity and I just flew to Taiwan and started like everybody else did teaching English and just kind of progressed from there. Yeah. So did you find it difficult trying to make friends and learning the language? What did you struggle with when you first got here? Uh, making friends wasn't super difficult just because it was a, there were work associated friends. Um, so I would say that if somebody came here and they didn't, you know, they weren't thrown into a very social work environment, it would be quite difficult um, but for me, it was it was pretty straightforward. Um, learning the language, I'm still struggling with that. Uh, seven years into it, you already know seven languages. I just struggle with one, so it's 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 still a constant battle. Yeah. And with that, it, there's a lot of uh, misunderstandings between you know rules and what you can't do and what you can do, and uh, just common misconceptions. Okay, hold on. I just want to. I think that was me. I'm not sure if that was me. No, that was me. That was my bad. I don't okay, know. Okay, sorry. Really enjoyed. I know that you really enjoyed moving here in the beginning because you it's something different and you wanted adventure. He's really into motorbikes and biking. He has a bicycle shop in Taipei City, so this is what his livelihood is about. But recently, we've been thinking about moving back to South Africa. And do you want to say why? What's the reason for that? Why are you thinking about that? Why did you give South Africa an option? Yeah, so uh, there's a possible job opportunity there for yourself and I. Um, that was number one. Uh, number two would be that it's a predominantly English-speaking country. So there would not be uh, that uh, dependency on you to get things done in the relationship that required uh, speaking, reading, or writing Chinese. 
Um, something that would take me 20 minutes would take you two seconds over the phone. But back in the US, I would always strike up conversations with strangers. I always, you know, wanted to figure out what's going on in a, in a place I haven't been in before, uh, try and make friends, um, just figure, just kind of be on top of things. And over here, I always feel like I'm one step behind. Um, and I rely on you a lot for that. And I rely on a lot of other people to translate things for me. Um, and I'm not quite fond of that uh, style anymore. And I don't think it's very sustainable. Um, I also don't think it's going to be very nice to have uh, our daughter see their, their, their dad struggle in that way and see uh, myself in that light. Um, I think it's just going to be a, a, a better social and community aspect moving to, to South Africa. Yeah, so I think I completely agree with you. I also think that um, it'll be good for her because, you know, we've been having issues with school that children in Taiwan fit into a category where they are like really well behaved and not saying that we have a, a not well behaved child is that she's very, very, she's got a very strong personality. She's very sassy. She has, not that they don't have their own mind, but she is very different to what kids are here. So I don't think the teacher's used to it. So I think also because of that, we're thinking about, you know, moving back to South Africa. Um, another thing is I wanted to ask you, what do you compare to the U.S. and Taiwan? What is it that you miss? Because remember, when you first moved here, you had like lots of positives about Taiwan, right? And um, is there stuff that you, while you were living here that you thought, I really miss this about my country? Or is that correct to say? Can I say that? Um, yeah. Um, well, I really miss having privacy while you're at home, like having a yard in the front and on the back. So you, it's just a lot more convenient. Uh, the downside to that is everything's going to be spaced out more. So you're going to probably going to need a, a car to get everywhere. Um, I, yeah, I just miss like the, the, the amount of space, the amount of personal space that you can kind of get and the privacy with that. Yes, because we in, ta in Taipei, you know, everyone lives in apartments. It's very rare that you find someone living in a house with a swimming pool. It's like unheard of unless you've got a lot of money, right? And dating. What is the difference between dating here in Taiwan than to dating in America? Like, are there any big differences that you saw or for you it was just like all the same? Um, It was relatively the same. I would say that... um talking to girls over here were a bit easier they didn't seem uh, uh as stuck up I, I don't know how you say that they weren't like uh too full of themselves as much as some of the other girls you would find in the in the U.S. um everybody had quite a much more interesting story um over here they were always working towards a career or a goal uh where in the U.S. you know you occasionally would get that one one person who's just kind of slacking a little bit too much or you know they're 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 priorities aren't in the right place yeah that's, that's there's a there's actually so quite a bit a lot of similarities um yeah. they're also quite a bit more conservative over here oh yeah, yeah, yeah in terms of where you want to go for a date what you do for a date what you do after the date all that stuff is a little bit more conservative over here and it feels mm. like you really have to um not force but just like you have to Hey, this is what I think that we should do. Let's let's try this. You have to like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You have to always put like, it out like, there. Like be out of the box a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's like like you have <clears throat> to think of everything. You have to plan everything. If you don't, yeah. then it's not going to happen, right? Yeah, there's more stereotypical oh. roles between the male and the female here for sure. Like I have yeah. to come up with all the dates and everything. And I just like, that's tiring. I don't want to do that. You come up with something. I want to see what you want to do, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of that expectation here as well. Yeah, I understand. Um, is there anything else that you would like to, like maybe through parenting, right? Our parenting styles, have you seen anything different from here to like what a Taiwanese family would do? Because I've seen quite a lot of things different that we do, like, because I was brought up in South Africa. So the way I see things, I'm like, oh, you know, barefoot is fine. Playing and running around, shouting is okay. So is there anything that you see that is different to back home and that you would want Kira to be like like miss that you feel bad that she's missing out on or that you're happy that she's here because she's got you know uh yeah I think she's missing out on all the American holidays and the traditions of the of the western world uh by being here um I think that it's great that she's in the school that we've picked for her however I do think that some of the holidays that they try to recreate for them is a bit too much of a facade based on what it actually is like for Halloween, they just have like a party. But in America, it's like you go door to door to strangers houses and they give you candy and it's this whole big experience. And it really like shows how much more independent your kid is to be able to walk up to the door by themselves while mom and dad are standing on the sidewalk far away. And they're like, yeah, go, go, go. But over here, they're always just like walking alongside of them. So just stuff like that is, is a bit off. Um, as for parenting styles, uh, I see it on the extreme on both sides. So there's people that are just a little bit too careful with their kids, uh, just mm -hmm. way too careful. And then on the other side, um, I can see other people that kind of have our parenting style where it's just like, hey, uh, you're not going to get seriously hurt, but you know, you will learn a lesson. So just, you know, go ahead and do your own thing. If you're barefoot walking. We told you not to do that. Um, and you got hurt. So, I mean, we did tell you, you're not going to do it again. And they learned that way. Yeah. Um, so I've seen both sides of the spectrum a little bit more on the a little bit overly cautious side. So that's why Kira kind of stands out quite a bit. And in Taiwan, I think standing out quite a bit is not a good thing. Whereas in like the Western country standing out, it makes you unique, original, cool and hip and, and a forward thinker. And over here, it's, there might be something wrong with her type of yeah. situation. So um, I have encountered that quite a bit, just having Kira going through the schooling system so far. Um, yes. Not a, not a huge fan of it so far. But again, and this is uh, our first kid, so I don't know if this is normal or not. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. We always worried that we're going to mess her up <clears> and that, you know, we're being too sensitive or, well, me, you you seem to be more relaxed when, the you know, the teacher tells you something negative about her. You don't really react with anger. You're more like, okay, let's find a solution. Whereas I usually react quite harshly and like strongly because I get so upset because I just feel that they always misunderstand her. So I tend to react stronger than you do. Um, also, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, when you first moved here and even now when people see you in Taiwan because you're like the typical Western looking person and they this is what they look for, right? And do you feel like you get away or that you get jobs now that, I mean, you're a business owner now, but when you were not a business owner, was it easier for you to be able to get a job and to like, you know, get away with things. I don't know what things you'd get away with, but like for me, I, I like I was telling Kat that 
it's hard for me because I've got I look more Asian than I do white. My father is a white man and my mother is Asian. So it's hard for me to get jobs because they just see me and then they're like, oh no, I want someone that like looks Western because they think if you look Western, you teach English very well, but you could be like a German person that doesn't speak English, but that's the look they like. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it, uh, white privilege. It is a thing here. Um, if you look like me or, or you're Western and you have even just the faintest English speaking ability, yes, you will be able to find a job a lot easier. That's what the parents want here. That's what they're paying for. It's not just, um, your teaching style and your knowledge. It's also kind of how you look as well, because they're going to show you off to other parents. And if you don't look the part, then, you know, they're going to lose face. Um, a bit of a sad reality, but that's what it is. Um, I also do tend to get away with a lot as well because of that. Um, I don't use it to my advantage. Um, for example, if I, you know, have a traffic infraction, uh, the police, they'll immediately, you know, tell me take off open up your visor because I have the sun visor and they'll see that I'm old, you know, a foreigner. A Westerner. And they'll go, oh, and then they go, ah, never mind. Just go along your way. And I'll be telling, well, what did I do wrong? Like, I don't want to do it wrong again. Just write me a warning. You already stopped me. Like, you've inconvenienced me. Tell me what I've done wrong so I don't do it again. So it's just, it's, uh, it's a bit of weird stuff just like that. Also, just tell them about when you when you click on the English option, you know, there's when you call places here, they always like, oh, yeah, that's a bit of a joke nine. in Taiwan. Yeah. Yes. So like, if tell you them. call for English service in Taiwan, it's a bit of a joke because you just get sent to somebody and then they immediately say, oh, sorry. Yeah. Let me actually transfer you. So it's okay. Why did I even push the button? <laughs> and some of them don't even have an English area. They're just like, oh, no one speaks English. And he's like, but I clicked on the English part and they're like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and just... this is a government. This is a government institution. This isn't some private or small business. This is like oh, hey, this is like foreign affairs. I need some help with this. Oh, sorry, nobody speaks English here. And you're just like, wait, what? So how am I supposed to get this thing done that you sent me in the mail? And, you know, the whole system is very different. And so we wanted to see your perspective on these things. Um, also, now you're married to me. And I, I mean, we got married in 2018, right? 2018, yeah. 2009? Five months, uh, it was five years, a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, maybe 2018. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you only got to enjoy to be free for maybe a year. Was it a year or oh, two? Like two years. Two years. Like two and, and a half. If, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you don't count, like, because you were, you were pregnant for nine months. I consider like half of those months, like you still kind of do whatever you wanted yes um i found that very different here. talking about like being child free <laughs> yes 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 child free <laughs> yeah but yes so you know there's a lot of things different and i wanted to get your perspective because we did a whole episode of us you know having such different experiences here and like we want to go back to south africa because we want we want the yard and like the space we didn't why didn't you want to go back to america do you want to say why it's too expensive it's ridiculous now it's it's yes. an unsustainable unaffordable future at this point we'll see we'll see what it's like in 10 years 
Yeah, this is why. Okay, yeah. everyone keeps being like, "Why didn't you? Why don't you guys go to America?" The reason why we're not going to America is because it it is so expensive. And we went there for holiday. We had so much savings, and we went there for a month or two, and we used all of our savings because it's just oh, very expensive for us and for what we make. We make really good money here, actually, for our jobs that we have, better than what we would make in America, and it just. The exchange rate was just terrible at the time that we went. Well, also in South Africa, you have a lot of family all over the place that is more than willing to help. And and I would consider South Africa and Cape Town and all those little smaller areas quite a bit smaller than the choice of living opportunities in America, where right now, if you want to be by family, which would be a great reason to move to the U.S. for help, especially when you're starting back over in a new country, we'd be stuck in Houston. Yes. And you wouldn't have a choice of anything else. If we started anywhere else, it would be just kind of the same situation. We'd be in Taiwan. We just wouldn't have that support network. No family, no friends, starting from scratch. Um, yeah. That sound very fun. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I wanted to also talk about is that when we started our family, we were very excited to start a family, but we didn't realize, like, it really does take a village, right, to to look after a child and we don't have that here like literally nobody helps us we if we do want to have a night out together we need to find a babysitter that we have to pay for um we, we make sure like our schedule if they're goes available around. Too. <laughs> yes if they're available also they're our not. schedule needs to line up with kira's schedule which is like if we go to school i will take her to school if she has a if she's let's touch wood if she's ever sick we don't have the luxury to be like, okay, she can stay home because there is nobody at home to stay with well, her. So now that the shop is doing all right, I, I've taken over a lot of the responsibilities and duties by staying home. I, I don't go to work as many days now, thankfully. Yes. Um, so, you know, position that, that does happen. We have that. It's not, it's not as big of a deal as it would have been six months ago. Yes. So since his accident, it's been a nice eye opener, which is, you know, terrible to say, but it was like a blessing in disguise. I wish it didn't have to be that way. We really thought that he wouldn't be around anymore, but we're very lucky. You've had a very good recovery, made him more available at home. So he has taken over a lot of things that he does at home. And it's, I go to like, I because I work for someone, I don't have the option to, you know, stay home and make my own hours. So he's been able to, you know, if he, if I do need to help with Kira, he had, he can work around his schedule because of his rehab and also work being your work is actually doing really well so you have the option to be able to be like okay i have someone who can take over for me and i'll be able to look after our child so that's been great is there anything like that you struggle with at work because i know that you struggle with you know suppliers and knowing what if you're doing the right thing for work because it's a different language right so Compared to America? Uh, at the beginning, yeah, it was quite difficult. It's a new language, uh, different culture, a uh, completely different system. Um, it's not even close to what they do back in the States or what I thought it would be. Um, but since I've, I've hired uh, my manager, uh, she's uh, bilingual and she's really passionate about cycling and, and the bike shop. And I don't really have to worry about that stuff anymore, thankfully. So it's it's been really, really nice to focus on 
what's important, which is the direction of, of my business and not having to worry about suppliers, logistics, returns, uh, customers' opinions, stuff like that. Although I still do value customer opinions. I'm just saying it's it's a it's a whole thing that better I can system. now um yeah it's a much better system. I can delegate it uh properly to the people who have more knowledge and experience and skill. Um in you know, I know this because I see him emailing back and forth and they don't have That's like my a job, system where emails. <laughs> yeah he you know they don't have a system where you just go onto like a sheet and you click like oh i need this and this and this because i thought it would be like that and he's like no it's literally like you send we, them the we code do have that system but, but uh, not it's... not with your suppliers you you usually just email them like the part oh, like yeah. oh this no, is the code different. and then they yeah. come back to you and they tell you oh i don't have it oh i do and he's like it's taiwan so things really you have to like constantly ask or it won't get done and he's like, mm-hmm. this is just the culture here, whereas in America, I'm sure it's different. In South Africa, it's like you have a sheet on the computer, so it's all like automated. You click, 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 it will say, oh, there's one or no, there's none in stock. And then you will phone the supplier and they put it in their system and it gets sent to you, whereas here it's just like either done very old-fashioned or there isn't a system and you have to just keep on phoning and being like, Hey, I need this. So I've seen the struggles that you've gone through. And I think it's really, um, I think it's really, you should be very proud because most people would get like me, get frustrated very easily and, and just be like, I can't do it. I just hide my frustration better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like quick to react. That's the difference. Um, I think we're very opposite with our reactions, especially with our child when it comes to, you know, someone saying, I automatically take it as you're you're telling me that something's wrong with my kid. Whereas you're just like, just be calm. Let's see what we can do. If if we need to like take her out of the school or get extra help, it's not an issue. Be be calm. Don't react. And I'm like, no, I need to react. But yeah, thank you for taking the time today yeah, to like course, talk anytime. to me. Yeah. And um, maybe we'll have you back on the podcast for something else sometime. Maybe you can, you know, talk to us about opening up a business in Taiwan and how you went about doing it. <laughs> That's going to have to be a multi-series yes. thing. That's a long story. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Oh, well, well thank you so much. Here. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day. I will. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. I think we'll leave it there this week. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.